0: Welcome to Religion for Life, a program at the intersection of religion and public life and the intersection of religion and social justice. And I'm John Schuck. I'm speaking today with Jenny Young, a concerned citizen, talking about mountaintop removal strip mining. And she is uh, uh, here today uh, to talk about what, what the issue is, to inform folks about what's going on, and I presume to perhaps put a stop to it.
1: Right. Um, I don't know if folks are aware that the Tennessee Scenic Vistas Protection Act died in Senate committee last March. Um, This act was designed by a group called LEAF and by the Tennessee Parks Conservation Association Association. And the purpose of the bill was to prevent mountaintop removal mining above 2,000 feet.
0: Um, so it wasn't bill, to prevent it altogether?
1: No, it wasn't. It's not an just anti-mining certain... bill at all. It's just that that our signature mountain ridgelines uh, will not be exploded away. Very simply that. And that bill had been in committee uh, for three years before it was defeated, uh, primarily because... The opponents of the bill didn't want it come didn't want it to come to a floor vote because it probably would have passed because um, Tennesseans are overwhelmingly against mountaintop removal mining.
0: So the citizens themselves are against the mining, but the opponents meaning who would they be the, the coal company who who would be who is opposing?
1: Well, the Business it's Act? Um, rather surprising. Uh, we would expect that the coal companies are against it, and they definitely are. Um, but when the bill died in committee, there um, was a, a big bear hug between the lobbyist from the Tennessee Chamber of Commerce uh, and the coal company lobbyist, which, you know, I can't find words to explain that. You know, the wisdom of the, of, our own Tennessee Chamber of Commerce wanting to blow off our mountaintops—it um, makes no sense since um, the Cumberland's and the Smokies, you know, define us in a in a big way as a state and who we are. Right. And uh, tourism is such a, a huge um, economic benefit to Tennessee.
0: So the Vistas Act um, was was defeated this last March, and. Uh, y- do you want to? Do you have something? You said you had something to read about.
1: Yes, I, I think folks ought to know just what happened yeah, why with you this. Tell us what happened. Um, first, to, to um, explain who one of these people involved is, it's, his name is Mr. Lane, and he is the lobbyist for the coal industry. Um, now, this is a letter from Don Kopak, who is Leaf's legislative director, and who worked very closely. Uh, with senators to, uh, uh, you know, pilot this bill through, through committee.
0: And LEAF is an organization that wants to prevent mountaintop removal mining. That's right. an acronym.
1: Right, right. And it's a, it's a loose coalition of church group churches primarily uh, that was formed in, in the Knoxville area. Okay. But this is what Don says about what happened. Um, she say she said Mr. Lane was accompanied by Justin Clear of Clear Energy Company. Mr. Clear is from a Tennessee mining family who has operated several mining companies in Tennessee. Robert Clear Coal Company mined Zeb Mountain before National Coal. National Coal was purchased in December of 2010 by Ranger Energy, owned by James Justice, former president of the West Virginia Coal Association. That association has long had a policy in favor of mountaintop mining. Justin Clear appeared to be present to put a Tennessee face on Ridgeline Mining. However, Mr. Lane became annoyed at one point in Mr. Clear's testimony and said that Mr. Clear represented one of the last small operators in the state. He said that the big companies who bought out the locals were from Texas and West Virginia and had deep pockets. He threatened that they would finance a challenge to the bill if it passed. Such threats and challenges are common, but the revelation of who is behind the curtain at the Tennessee Mining Association was jarring information for the Senate. Policymakers can no longer deny that Tennessee's signature ridgelines are in the crosshairs of some big aggressive guns.
0: Okay, and that was a part of a letter from... The uh, someone from Leaf, name is Don Kopak. Don Kopak of Leaf, and her interpretation of what had happened when the Scenic Vistas Act uh, failed, failed this March, and part of the issue is that we've got some big, big money. Yeah. Big uh, that big money. are influencing yeah. the deal, okay, and they back. intend okay.
1: to dominate
0: this debate. Dominate the debate. Yes. Tell us about mountaintop removal mining. What's, how does this, how does this work? We have, as I understand, we have 500 mi- m- mountains so far uh, in Appalachia. That yes. have had their tops taken off. You basically take the top, uh the dirt off and the coal seam is, is underneath, you remove that dirt, rock, put it in the valley fills, and then you go and, and mine the coal underneath it. That's what we talk about mountaintop removal mining, is that right?
1: Right. And they um they explode, you know, sometimes five hundred feet down into the mountain. I mean, they really do take off the mountaintop. Um the um um claims of the company is that um, this just makes for more flat land and that these areas will be reclaimed. Um, The fact is, though, that that they basically are not. 89% of the 500, now think of that, mountaintops in Appalachia have been exploded away, and they remain ugly scars, and and they will uh, always be ugly scars. It's just like a big Ponzi scheme. A few of these uh, exploded-away mountaintops um, are now golf courses. Um, There may be a few with a um, shopping center here or there or a park, but that's only about 3% of them. Um, What happens is that these companies uh, will mine um, um, an area, then they'll sell it to someone else who sells it to someone else and pretty soon you don't know who's responsible and and these um, you know who's who's responsible for for restoring them and so they just don't
0: so and 89% which is basically 9 of 10 yes. of these mountains are not being right. restored. And right. so that would be one issue of it as the the reclamation aspect which doesn't seem to be happening.
1: No, they don't follow and, through. And
0: uh, so we have uh, now Tennessee, are there are there mountaintop removal? There are some mountaintop removal uh, mining operations going in Tennessee now.
1: There are currently eighteen um, active surface mines. Now uh, sixteen of these are are small. Um, some of them with some activity, some with with not a lot. There are two very big ones. One is uh, Zeb Mountain up near the Kentucky border in the Cumberland's. Uh, in Campbell County, I believe, um, it's currently inactive um, because the the mine was sold and they've been dealing with a lot of uh, uh, environmental violations as well, which they haven't fixed. Um, Thirteen of the uh, mines in Tennessee have um, have not reached bond release status, which means that they have not begun to meet minimal reclamation standards
0: and there is mountaintop removal mining in southwest virginia i remember taking an airplane up with a friend over uh, wise county and seeing uh, and that's just that's uh, just north of of uh, kingsport and and seeing that the uh, uh, mountaintop removal mining is happening uh, throughout there now the argument um, in favor of mountaintop removal mining is that we need the coal and this is the most efficient way to get it and we need the energy and uh we can talk about saving mountains, but really, you know, the bottom line is is that we need we need energy. Mm-hmm. What is what is the what do we what do we say to that? Well,
1: um, you know, the the whole world is facing you know energy uh, energy needs, and and more and more people born every day, and more energy is needed. But in this country, uh, demand for coal has dropped uh, drastically, really. And at right now, we use, of the mountaintop, our energy use uses um, no more than 4% of mountaintop remo- removal coal. Um, it's not something we're depending on. Um, one of the reasons that the coal companies want it to be very cheap is that most of that coal is slated for the Asian market. They have to put these carloads on Boats and send so them the idea that we
0: need mountaintop removal mining to keep the lights on is true. really not true. No, 4% doesn't it sound like much, and you could probably reduce that by going through just turning the lights off less.
1: Yes, yes. Conservation yes. efforts mm-hmm. could do
0: that if we mm-hmm. cared about saying... if. So if we decided to say, you know, this just is not morally right. And it's This not isn't worth it. right for right. humanity to be able to destroy mountains and mm-hmm. ecosystems in order to get coal that we could find other ways to go if we decided that um, th- then we could find other ways to meet energy needs or to conserve or, or to whatever it was but some, somewhere along the line as i as i'm looking at the mountain side, the brochure is mountains really is or a, a moral issue only god can move mountains they're talking about it in a in a sense of right and wrong right, right. Uh, and, and it's not just a matter of 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 economics or because they're there we can do this or because we have the technology we should do it most efficiently. This is Religion for Life. I'm John Shuck and I'm speaking with Jenny Young. You're raising a moral argument in a sense and many of the people who are uh, opposing mountaintop removal mining are doing that.
1: Right. Uh, Also the big argument is well we need the jobs. Well you know the whole point of mountaintop removal mining is to is to get rid of jobs. And uh, they don't—they don't want the uh, live bodies, you know. Doing this work, they—they they bring in machines big as houses. They bring in explosives, and they—they they do it that way. And um, uh, sometimes these sites will will have no more than sixteen workers on it. And you know, is it really worth sacrificing an entire mountaintop for sixteen temporary jobs? It doesn't make sense, you know. And um, it's a, it's a horrible sacrifice. These mountains are ancient. They've been they've been our friends for a long
0: time. So if we wanted to bring coal mining and have it actually be job productive, the traditional methods of mining,
1: right. Plus there are other ways they, they increase... can do it. They can drill into the sides of the mountain and bring it out. There's all kinds of ways to do it without blowing off the mountain tops, which you know changes an area forever. I mean the they do not reforest. Uh, The headwaters are destroyed. Um, And another um, thing that people need to realize is that there are communities at the base of these mountains. Um, A lot of the communities at the base of the 500 that have been destroyed already in Appalachia don't even exist anymore because uh, living under those conditions becomes impossible. Um, Health issues. There's a been a very recent study out of uh, West Virginia University, where they um, looked at the live birth status uh, or statistics, and found that um, birth defects uh, among among people who lived have lived near these mountaintop removal sites are almost double, you know, the normal population, and. Uh, um, this is something that hurts people. It destroys communities. It, it cracks foundations. It, you know, and if you're listening to uh, explosions on the top of your mountain 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is, is a big deal.
0: And it doesn't necessarily bring money at all into the communities. Some of the poorest communities in the country, absolutely, the country are, are uh, the, count- the counties are the counties that have uh, mountaintop removal mining.
1: Right. I mean, just look at West Virginia and, and Kentucky, especially eastern Kentucky. And uh, uh, the worst poverty conditions, the worst health conditions in the nation are in in those areas. And uh, it's just a big lie that this brings money
0: to a state. So it doesn't bring money. It um, increases health problems. It destroys ecology. It doesn't really create jobs. It does everything wrong for uh, an area. Plus it's ugly and it's toxic. Ugly and toxic. Okay, so why... Uh so what's happening there? And so they here so here's so Jenny Young is with me and she is a concerned citizen. An individual you got involved in this because you you saw uh how did you get involved in this?
1: Well, um because you showed us um, a DVD yeah. at at, <laughs> at, our, at the church. At okay, our, we saw our that. At church. Yeah. Oh, that's is that, that's what really got you going. <laughs> it is. Okay. It is. No I matter. had well, I had that? no idea. And it's it seems to be the So you didn't have an lot. idea
0: about mountaintop removal mining be show, before this uh, video?
1: I knew I didn't like it. I just didn't know it was a threat didn't to us. Didn't know what the
0: threat was.
1: And I, and I thought that it had been stopped in the Clinton administration, and it essentially had been. Uh, during the Bush administration, without Congress's approval, um, they went in and changed some wording in the law and just opened the floodgates, and that's and we're now to 500 mountaintops just in Appalachia. Um, There's a terrific website called ilovemountains.org.
0: ilovemountains.org.
1: Yes, and if you go there and look under Learn More and Find Reclamation Fail, uh, click on that, you will see a map of all these 500 mines uh, in West Virginia, Kentucky, and you'll see that that little... Little incursion in, in and the Tennessee has begun.
0: And it's begun, yeah. and also on that website you can find out your how, how where the coal comes from. If it comes from mountaintop removal minings in your area, you have a little map that mm-hmm. uh, quite an interactive map that shows uh, different areas and how they're how they're affected.
1: Yeah, and you can you can even. Um, Click on all, the, all those little dots on the map and find out exactly what's happening on each one of those 500 spots. I mean that that website is is invaluable, and I do hope folks will.
0: take What a look I find there. interesting about you, Jenny, is is that you're not employed by any group. Um, you are an individual who is taking on by yourself uh, oh, in, in, by cooperation, no. in cooperation, but But you're on, but you're on. You have had your own in, in, in cooperation with others, but from your own incentive to say this is just this isn't wrong. We should do it. We need to be aware.
1: Right, right. Part of the problem is that fifty percent of the people in Tennessee are just like me before I saw the DVD that you and showed. The DVD
0: is Mountain Morning.
1: M O U R N I N G. Mountain Morning. How could yes.
0: folks get a copy of that if they wanted it?
1: Um, you need to go to just click. Um, uh, type in Patchwork Films.
0: Patchwork Films. Right. And that, That's where the film is. Yes, oh.
1: and you'll find it, or just uh, Mountain Morning.
0: Just and there are a lot of organizations there. that are helping citizens uh, to become aware of mountaintop removal mining. LEAF is one in uh, LEAF, an uh, in, in organization from Knoxville. I love mountains. Yes, yes. And, to, to, and so the idea is if we can get people aware of what's going on. Uh, I went to my presbytery. That's the Holston Presbytery group of 65 churches in northeast Tennessee. And just played for them, just a, a small clipping. I think it was from Mountain Morning. And uh, gave them information about... And and, the, and regardless of whether they were ideologically liberal or conservative or whatever, uh, the, the usually people that didn't know what was going on are when they... Or they did, and they were very opposed to it. So this isn't even along ideological lines, a liberal conservative No, it thing. isn't.
1: Not at all. Not at all. Right now in Tennessee... Um, uh, I don't think you'll find uh, a Democrat legislator who would vote for mountaintop removal mining. Uh, Republicans are more mixed. And the um, uh, vote the night that the bill died, it was a 6-2 to two along party lines. But three of the Republican senators who voted against the bill obviously didn't want to. You know, I, I watched the archived uh, video of this um four-hour um, Senate session. Hmm. And those three fought up to the bitter end to get the coal company to sit down with leave, uh, talk it out, you know, do some negotiating. Um, and yet when when the time for the final vote came, they voted against it, which really disappoints me very much because they obviously did not want to. And um, I think, I, I don't know... I think the, I think the thing that is so frightening about this is is what happens when this gets to Senate committee or or House committee uh, It gets behind closed doors and all these uh, partisan allegiances and and it comes down to the, power, doesn't it? And the debts that that people feel they owe to this one or to that one, and then the big money being dangled in front of them, and and just the threat from these mining companies that they're going to uh, uh, work against your campaign. It's horrible, you know, and it comes to the point where the actual issue of mountaintop removal mining or whatever it is just takes second billing to those other concerns. And one of the things that the folks at LEAF said to me, or have said and said strongly, is that um, the legislators do not want to be exposed on this issue. They know how Tennesseans feel about it, and they do not want people to know what's going on with this. And um, I just feel that if we can find a way for the people of Tennessee to to claim and frame this issue,
0: so then the legislators then we'll win. don't want us to know what's happening. That's so right. So the solution is to make the people know.
1: Right. Absolutely, and and
0: we've got to say, how is your legislator voting?
1: Right, and and you know, he just put. We can put some starch in their petticoats that they don't seem to have right now. So how
0: how do we do that? How do we do that specifically? How do we get that starch going?
1: Well, (laughs) we have uh, we've put together uh, an information and action packet uh, for folks to uh, to use in their churches. Another thing that the folks at Leaf told me was that. These legislators are not afraid of uh, the uh, groups that we think of as the environmentalists, you know, the Sierra Club okay. and, and the ones they call the tree huggers and right. all this this kind of thing. They're they're those are not the people they're worried about. The ones they are worried about are the churches getting involved. Okay, um, and if we could find a way to to uh, to help churches speak their voice or help them. Um, you know, if they want to look at our packet, great, or create their own way, doesn't matter. But it is just important that we be in touch with these legislators and and let them know that we don't want our Cumberland Mountains exploded away.
0: And that's why I think it was fascinating to talk to you as a citizen, as a, as a member of a church, as— um not as uh, an environmentalist or a lobbyist or any of those kinds of things, because the the deal is, or even as a as a as a liberal or progressive or anything like that, this is uh, beyond those political issues. I, I heard that the I don't know what the percentage is, but the majority of folks, when they are actually learn about mountaintop removal mining, don't want it.
1: Right, it's disgusting, and and they they do not want it. It's uh, um, you know, just. Heck, we've lived with these beautiful Cumberland Mountains forever. Thank goodness the uh, Smokies aren't involved because there's no coal there. They'll be all right, but we're going to lose Cumberland's if these coal companies—and it seems like our even Tennessee Chamber of Commerce has their way. We're going to lose them, and it, um and and they don't come back. They're gone forever. It took five hundred
0: uh, million years. Yes. <laughs> to form that coal.
1: Yeah, and it takes a hundred years to form an inch of topsoil, and there's no way they can. Reclaim them and remodel them.
0: It's the uh, it's the icon of unsustainability. Yes. Isn't it? I yes. mean, I can't yeah. imagine an active an activity that is more unsustainable.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you think that it's these big Texas and West Virginia operators who are coming in who want to do this to our mountains and then outsiders
0: outsiders they do it so outsiders want it for profit to send the coal off to foreign countries why aren't people out there banging the pots and pans
1: yeah and then these companies just walk away from it and do not fulfill risk you know their their pledges to to reclaim whatever and when they do reclaim them um often is not it doesn't work
0: Jenny, I'm um, Jenny Young. I'm, I'm just about out of time. Okay. What can I, uh, what do we need to, what, what information do you want to give?
1: Okay. If folks would like um, a packet, they can email not one more, and one is a numeral, not one more at embarkmail.com.
0: Not one more at embarkmail, E-M-B-A-R-Q, mail.com. Right. Not one more as in not one more mountain. Right. So. Right.
1: Right, um, the packet is very usable. Uh, and but, it's reproducible
0: but, too. You can also get it electronically.
1: Yes, yes. You can, We'll we'll be happy to send you a packet by regular mail, or you can or you can access it through this uh, email uh, electronically and create your own, change it to suit yourself. Uh, you know, take a packet to your Sunday school class or to your bridge club. I don't care. You know, wherever there are people. And uh, we, can, we can stop this if, if we just get enough folks uh, willing to talk to with those legislators. Sometimes they're just neighbors. You know, make sure they know how you feel.
0: Jenny Young, thank you. And thank you for taking this on and for caring and for helping us become uh, better stewards well, of thank our thank you, home. John. And that was Jenny Young, a concerned citizen, trying to make us aware about mountaintop removal mining. This is Religion for Life. I'm John Schuck, the minister of the First Presbyterian Church of Elizabethton, Tennessee. It's a co-production of WETSFM Johnson City and WEHC Emory, Virginia. Religion for Life looks at the intersection of religion and public life and the intersection of religion and social justice. You can find more information about my congregation, First Presbyterian Church of Elizabethton, at fpcelizabethton.org, and my blog, shuckandjive.org. And you can contact me at johnashuck at embarkmail.com. Be well.